Hi everyone, welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, and Grow, the podcast. My name is Teresa, and I am the creative solutions creator and professional messmaker for the Creative Campus. This week, we are going to talk about building skills and learning with invitations. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to remind you that you can always leave your questions and comments in the comment section and I will answer them throughout the broadcast. So building skills and learning with invitations. Building skills and learning are the two main purposes of using and creating invitations. So every invitation that we create, we want to make sure includes building of a new skill and learning a new subject or facts related to a new theme. So I want to start off this week by giving you a tip for doing this. When you are setting up invitations with the intention to build a skill or learn something new, I want you to remember to create many different kinds of experiences. If you're doing this with one child, you're going to build the invitations around their specific skill sets, their skill set needs, and their interests. But if you're doing this with a group of children, you're going to want to make sure that the invitation you put together brings together all the children of a group that have different learning styles. So for instance, if you're studying bugs like we are in uh, the, the Facebook group this week, you are going to want to create invitations to get kids engaged in learning about bugs that include art skills, science skills, language skills. You're going to want to build invitations that reach out to hands-on learners, so kids who like to get involved and get moving and get engaged in an activity. But you're also going to want to engage kids who are more interested in learning about the facts. They want to learn tangible information. So that may mean that you need to set out an invitation 
that is going to give different examples of bugs, but is also going to provide perhaps books or facts on note, note cards or in the form of questions that kids can explore the activity to learn those facts about a particular bug. So that is your tip for this week. I want you to create invitations that include drawing in different forms of experiences for different types of learners. So that brings us to our tool for this week. The tool I want you to use is to engage different skills in all of the invitations that you create by offering many different types of manipulatives. So, again, going back to the bug example, that could mean that you offer perhaps toy versions of bugs. You can use real versions of bugs if, if that's what you're interested in or that's what you have available to you. Perhaps you want to offer kids clear containers that have living bugs in them for them to observe. Perhaps you've created little natural habitats for each individual bug and you're going to allow the kids to observe over time the changes that those bugs go through or the different daily activities that the, the bugs go through that they can observe. Um, but different tools that you can use would be plastic bugs, you can use dirt, you can use, like I said, clear containers for observation of bugs, you can, there's countless tools that you can use for exploring bugs and bug habitats. Um, so these are just a few of the different tools that you can use. When you're looking to build skills with invitations, some of the tools that you might use to build a skill are household items. So if one of the skills that you're working on is cooking, for instance, you're, the tools you're going to use are utensils, so spoons, forks, knives, spatulas, bowls, things like that, that are going to help in the cooking process. 
So that gets us back to our topic of building skills and learning through invitations. We'll get into other tools that you can use when you're building different types of skills further on in the conversation, but I wanted to give you a tip and a tool to help make putting these invitations together a little bit easier. Now, if you've followed me for any length of time, you know that as a part of my invitations theory is asking questions. So I always encourage you to pose questions to your child or student that will spark their desire to learn more. Again, this comes back to this idea that we all learn and take in information in different forms and different formats. And some of us like to learn and explore ideas and build skills by asking questions and learning information. So I'm going to give you a few examples of some questions that you can use um, to get kids engaged in, in learning and exploring, but you're going to want to come up with questions that pertain directly to either the skill you're looking to build or the topic you're learning you're looking to explore. So some of the questions that I have and that I have used several different times for several different themes or topics are number one, what are you creating? So a question like, what are you creating, can be applied to construction, it can be applied to art, it can be applied to a science experiment that gets them thinking about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Question number two is, what are you learning about? So this is a good question to get kids thinking about what they're learning about. So your theme for the week, again, might be bugs, but in their mind, they might be learning about the different homes that bugs have, the different forms of transportation that bugs use, such as crawling, slithering, flying, hopping. So a question like, what are you learning about is a great way to get a child's perspective on the subject or the skill that you have proposed learning about. And the third question is, how are you exploring this idea? A question like, how are you exploring this idea, gets them a little more aware of what they're doing and how they're going about learning about a specific topic. So they might say something like, I'm exploring learning about 
bugs, by sorting bugs, by the different kinds that there are, or the different body parts that they have. And then you can further the, the conversation by asking other questions that are built off of their response to your question. So one thing that I wanted to share with you this week is a benefit of building skills and learning through invitations. And that benefit is that invitations build critical thinking skills. They build all kinds of different skills, but in this format, invitations are set up to build kids' ability to think critically about the subjects and themes and skills that we provide to them to learn through. So the topic itself, building skills and learning with invitations, there are countless ways that you can build skills and learn with invitations. And the reason for that is, is that an invitation is an activity that gets kids engaged in deeper learning around a topic, theme, or skill. So that means that invitations that build skills or encourage learning can take many different forms. And I'm going to give you some examples. So invitations can be gross motor games. Now a gross motor game could be a thing like going on a scavenger hunt. Going on a scavenger hunt gets kids very physical while they are searching and thinking of, about finding specific things. And the really great thing about scavenger hunts is you can theme them. So you could theme a scavenger hunt around plants, bugs, and animals that start with the letter P. So you would give them clues that would take them from one place to another using their critical thinking skills that gets them closer and closer to finding a bug or an animal or whatever theme you might choose that falls under that category. Another form of an invitation that is one of my all-time favorite 
that I feel like I reference a whole lot, but it's my favorite form of invita invitation, is dramatic play. Dramatic play is reusable, it's repurposable, and it naturally engages ki kids in learning and building new skills. All while they simply think and feel like they're just playing and pretending. But they're really not. You can use dramatic play to practice everything from construction to chef to scientist. Scientist is one that is so much fun. To microbiologist to a marine biologist if you know kids are interested in fish and plants found under the sea these are all really great ways to get kids involved in dramatic play because through dramatic play you can practice skills like math science language listening skills, concentration, teamwork, following directions. You can tie any skill, theme, or topic into a dramatic play experience. And dramatic play is really great for those kids who like to learn through experience. It's also a really great way to get multiple forms of learners involved in one activity because you can use multiple forms of con conveying or teaching information for different types of learners. So you can tell stories during dramatic play for those kids who are auditory and who like to listen to facts being told to them. You can also engage kids who are more visual, who like to observe things to take the information in. You can set up stations where kids can observe an activity being done and they can ask questions and they can participate if they want to, but they're still learning if they choose to simply observe and ask questions. Something like construction is a great way to get multiple skills involved in one activity. You're practicing math, you're practicing eye-hand coordination, and in some instances you're also practicing large and small motor skills. If, depending on how you are engaging in the construction. If you've listened to my podcast for any length of time, you'll know that subjects that get kids outdoors are also some of my favorites. So, bugs, animals, gardens, these are a few of the topics that I like to reach back to for examples over and over and over again. And gardens 
is another great dramatic play experience. You can build pretend gardens, or you can get outside and build a real-life garden. And if you choose to go the real-life route, you're engaging kids in a multi-learning experience. You're teaching them responsibility. You're teaching them eye-hand coordination. You're teaching them small and large motor skills. You're teaching them to care for a living thing. And you're teaching them to learn about the life cycle of a plant, which builds science skills. You can also tie math into it as plants start to grow or in the growing process by planning out how many days it's going to take for this plant to grow versus that plant to grow. You can tie all kinds of learning into these kinds of experiences and at the same time you're tying in sensory experiences as well as kids notice the differences between when a plant needs to be watered and when it doesn't need to be watered simply by feeling the soil. Wet soil means that your plant is getting enough water and dry soil that feels different means that it's not getting enough water. Um, one of the ways that you can tie math into uh, a theme like gardens is measuring out how much water you give a plant each day, each week, each month. How does it change based on the weather? Things like that. Um, so that's a really fun way to use invitations to explore many experiences and learning subjects. You can also create gardens indoors. Now you can choose to build real gardens indoors and perhaps the type of garden you would build indoors would be more of a flower garden um, that is more friendly to being indoors. You can also build pretend gardens which pulls in art and art skills and art experiences which works a whole nother set of skills and actually uses a whole different part of the brain because you're using the creative side of the brain. You're creating something that is visual versus doing something that is more hands-on, that is more scientific or of, of a real-life ta uh, tactical experience. 
So you could do this using Play-Doh. Kids love to manipulate Play-Doh and roll Play-Doh out and create shapes with Play-Doh. So they could build Play-Doh vegetables and create a vegetable garden. They could create flowers from Play-Doh. They could create trees and bushes from Play-Doh and create gardens and, and things like that that way. Or they could use a lot of loose parts, popsicle sticks, buttons, foam pieces, get creative with it, offer them these loose parts, and perhaps give them a container or a box and get them to plan out a garden using art pieces. And then they can create a story around it and dictate what they have included in their garden that builds verbal skills as well as using your critical thinking skills because they have to think about what it is that they're going to put in their garden. You can also pull bugs into it by creating bugs that are found in your garden as well. And you can then talk about bugs and why you would find bugs in your garden and whether bugs are a good thing or a bad thing in your garden and what their job would be, and that actually would be a very fun experience for multiple ages to do together, to talk about bugs and to talk about the different jobs that they do and how they're good for gardens or good for flower beds or what good jobs they do and comparing helpful bugs to non-helpful bugs. Comparison is another great math skill. So these are just a few examples of how you can build skills and learn using invitations. As we wrap up this week's conversation, I wanted to remind you that if you want to join the conversation and leave me questions each and every week live while I am speaking, you can do that and leave me your questions in real time by joining the Facebook group. You can find the Facebook group by searching for Creative Campus Early Childhood Learning Activity Group. You can join us at any time, and when I go live every single week, you can ask your questions in real time, and I will create a solution for you, or I will come up with an answer to your specific question. You can also suggest topics that you are interested in learning more about by leaving me a comment in the Facebook group. So I encourage you to do that as well. 
So you can build skills and learn different subjects very easily by building invitations around them. Just to do a little recap, some of my favorite types of invitations are dramatic play invitations, are science experiments. Using dramatic play and science experiments are great examples of hands-on experiences that get kids engaged in an experience and gets them to use their critical thinking to determine cause and effect, what's going to happen next, and it allows them, dramatic play specifically, allows them to build new experiences and try things that they haven't tried before in a play-like format that copies or emulates things that they see adults doing. Things like cooking, things like gardening, things like building, whether they're building a tower or they're building a car or a robot. Robots are another favorite topic of mine, but we'll save that for another discussion. I could probably talk forever about robots and the different things that you can learn as you explore robots and build robots, so we'll leave that for another week. So I hope you have enjoyed these ideas. I hope that the questions that I gave you help you to get kids engaged and thinking critically about different topics. I hope that the tool I gave you around providing different ways to explore your given topic or skill is helpful. And I can't wait to hear your ideas for building skills and learning using invitations. I am always interested in meeting new people and hearing your fun ideas and I'd love for you to share those with us either here in the comments of this podcast or in the Facebook group itself. I will be back here next week with another fun topic. Until then, enjoy your week. Thanks for joining me, guys.